Hello, welcome to episode 45 of the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman, and I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by our co-host and lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. You were, and we were thinking about leaving off the lead pastor <laughs> part you know, when I'm introduced in church. I'm kind of wanting to go with that. Just be the co-host of One Life Podcast. That's right. Just, that's <laughs> what, they're like, why is he up there? And they're going to have him <laughs> teaching stuff? I, I, but I like that. that yeah. It's, it's a good idea. I like it. Yeah. And we're in 45 episodes, which is pretty exciting as we continue on and um, we've been able to I know talk to a lot of different people a lot of have great conversations and um, I'm really excited today uh, to be able to talk to not only someone that I'm interested in hearing their story more but also someone I just enjoy hanging out with one of my friends Grace Higgins hi Grace hey Sarah <laughs> how's it going it's good yeah it's good, yeah. It's good. and so um, we're gonna hear as part of Grace's story um, here a little bit later but um, what I want to do before that we are going into a series this fall um, we're calling it the centered series and I want Brett if you could just kind of share a little bit with us about what um, the series is about and why a conversation with Grace we think would be great to kind of help set that up. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about this conversation because uh, our, our vision statement that we crafted uh, a few years back uh, that we actually changed from our original thing was uh, with a consultant and we really kind of, he he pushed us hard to get down to the essence of who we are and you know, think about our future and it's planting churches that are devoted to changing the secular worldview of the next generation. And uh, what that means is, is that we want to help craft uh, places of worship that will, in the future, that will be devoted Devoted to that end, like there's secularism. When I say that, a lot of people think that means you don't believe in God. It's not necessarily true. It simply means that you are in control of your life, which is everybody who's out who hasn't submitted to, um, you know, Christ's lordship in their life. So, uh, how do you change that? It's become it's the prevailing um, ideology ideology of, of the modern culture and young people. So, but what we're doing with the series is we're going to try to use it as a foundational. Uh, run th- and study through that kind of stuff because a lot of people may not be familiar with even the term worldview. What does it mean? How does that work? And how do you how do you impact that? So we're going to do a series uh, from October 20th to December 1st, seven weeks, where we talk about the essentials of not only the Christian worldview, but also help people understand what Eastern worldviews look like and how they compare with Christianity, what's, uh, with uh, materialism or naturalism or worldviews, just different comparative things because we live in a very pluralistic society. And that's what Grace has experienced and, and what a number of <laughs> oh, yeah. people uh, are going, uh, young people especially, uh, and those of you who are parents of children, you're going to encounter that increasingly. I, I know I did, and, and more and more as you go to universities, uh, the Christian outlook is increasingly uh, kind of being pushed to the edges, and there's just different thoughts out there, and you need to learn how to navigate that kind of thing. So uh, Grace had very first-hand <clears throat> experience with that oh, yeah. kind of thing in her schooling and in, in, in high school. And so I think it's going to be a great conversation just around what that looked like, how that experience affected her and how she navigated through it. So they're all related together. So hopefully uh, we'll get this right and we'll be able to hear, <laughs> learn some great things. From, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, especially when you're talking about in the next generation. Um, a lot of times we're giving information based upon experts or things that we know, but why not just talk to someone who has really experienced it and get some of that conversation out as well. And so um, I do give a little bit of backstory. So Grayson and I have known each other for about seven years. 
years. She was, I, oh, yeah. So long. <laughs> so long, right? She was um, a friend of mine, and I co-led a group of students, and she and her sister, Abby, who's sitting off on the side right now, she didn't want to be on the podcast, but she also <laughs> has a lot of experiences this on her own, um, but she's here as well. And so um, I've known them. Uh, they were our first sixth graders, really, that we had in our group and um, gotten to connect with them um, all, all the way through high school, which was kind of our, our goal and student ministry at the time. And um, it's been a really fun being able to just share life with you guys. And so um, I was telling Brett as we were talking about this upcoming series about um, I know kind of your first year going from uh, public middle school to uh, private signature school mm-hmm. was was a little bit of a tough transition. And so what we'd love to do is be able to kind of explore um, what that looked like for you initially, um, especially when it came to faith, because I remember we had a lot of, of conversations about um, how it was hard. And if you could kind of just share a little bit about what that first initial year or the first kind of semester was like going from, um, I know what you said, kind of being in the majority when it came to faith to kind of maybe the minority. Yeah. The majority versus minority is a big thing that I didn't see coming. Um, cause I guess we're positioned in the Bible belt of sorts and in middle school and elementary school, I was just surrounded by predominantly white individuals that all shared my faith. And it was, never difficult making friends or discussing like, Hey, I can't have a sleepover on Sunday. Cause I have church, <laughs> you know, things like right. that. And, and then when I was thrown in this position of just such diversity that signature school has, I mean, we, um, our field trip that we have sophomore year is a religions field trip where you go really? to a mosque, a temple, um, a synagogue or, We have like a class that's called multicultural and it's understanding each other. I was just thrown off because I, I knew nothing. I, I didn't understand why the girl across from me in calculus class was wearing hijab. And I didn't understand why a guy couldn't eat at lunch because he was fasting. And it was these big ideas that I now had to go and either talk to him or go home and like research, like, what did that just mean? Right. (laughs) And yeah, it was very different. And I think it's important to note uh, f- for everyone, you experienced that in high school, what yes. a lot of people probably who go to college will. Uh, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. get a little bit advanced just because of the nature of the high school that you went to. And so I think that's why it's irrelevant. Even if, you, if, you don't, if you're not confronted with that yet, if you do go to college, almost certainly you'll you'll have the same kind of experience, um, or you're a student. Well, if you're a parent, um, so uh, so as you okay, so now you're in this, and at <laughs> first was that just did you hit the panic button, or it was uh, was it just uh, off putting to you because I don't want to confront this, or were mm-hmm. you just curious and anxious to get to it, or how how that affect I, you? I um, I was very reserved at first um, because I I know what. Um, publicity says about Christianity that it can sometimes we're said to be judgmental and it, we don't, we're not coming from a place of love and compassion that I believe we do come from. So I was actually very quiet about my faith to begin with. And that's what I remember talking to Sarah about. It was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to, um, be me because I, I'm scared. Um, but eventually I, I don't recall when it first like came out like a, this big revelation, <laughs> Oh, grace is Christian. Um, but it eventually did. And I was just like honed with questions all the time and like hard questions that I didn't know answers to. Um, people were asking me like about Judas and about 
Like who's Pontius Pilate? <laughs> like questions. I'm just really yes. Okay. Um, so some of them were just questions, not even challenging, but just ignorance sort of yeah, things. Like like was, I okay. was, and I was so confused because I'm like I thought we come from um, I don't know our country. It's like people kind of know the basics right. of Christianity, but some people were like, what What happened in the Garden of Eden? And I was like, wow. It's like I I am now acting as a representative for a faith that I, I didn't think I'd be a representative for. So it went from quiet to kind of like a, a platform. I was like, man, I need to represent myself the best I can because I'm in a room where people are just, yeah, they're ignorant of what it says in the Bible. And we're reading poetry that's mentioning like biblical, um, you know, metaphors, and they're like, what does it mean? I'm like, I don't know. Can you, like, call up my pastor? He can give you <laughs> so, a better explanation. <laughs> call Brett. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, call yeah. the, the, uh, the, the, um, the co-host of the One Life podcast. But now, let me take you back to when you when you you said you didn't know exactly when it happened, but was there a form in which you did like you were given an assignment for a speech to where you just decided to announce or was it over lunch? You just say, Oh, by the way, I'm a Christian. Or do you remember how you went about that? I remember, um, I started po- positioning myself with other people that had also, um, labeled themselves as Christians. And, um, just because I was, I was drawn to them. They were like, some of the nicest people I'd ever met and they were inviting me to Bible studies and things like that. And, um, once you got in that circle, it was almost like a title that was put on you in high school. Like, Oh, she's saying that's, that's one of the Christian girls. Right. So even if I hadn't have said anything, your peer group. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was my peer group that led me that direction. Okay. Yeah. And, and did you, was there ever a time, I know you mentioned this a little bit about like, I didn't know like if I should talk about it, like, were you afraid to talk about that? Was there a point where you're afraid to just bring it up or even, um, I don't know, have conversation about it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate that I, I had that, that pressure, um, to not talk about it, but, um, yeah, there was, there was this thing going around where if you were to have talked about your faith too much, um, other people felt like you were just, um, trying to transform them, like draw them in and, um, change who they were fundamentally. Then they would put like pastor in front of your name as a negative connotation, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, they, really, they yeah, would call they you would pastor. Be like, oh, here comes, man, you know, that's a slam. Pastor that's hard. Blake, that's, that's, you know? That is rough. Calling you a pastor. <laughs> just because it's it was like, oh, this is, you know, this, girl that wants to tell you all about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there was, there was one gentleman, I won't uh, say his name and I didn't graduate with him. He left, but he carried around a a Bible with him everywhere he went and it was bright green. And I was (laughs) like, why did you choose a bright green Bible? Like that is such an odd color. And he goes, well, if it's really bright and it's kind of like in your face, people ask you about it. Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, okay, if he is willing to basically carry this badge around with him everywhere he goes and he was reading it in the hallways in his free time, I was like, okay, if he's okay with it, maybe I will too. And I think I can be safe. And, you know, if what goes wrong, 
what could go wrong, honestly. Like, um, so uh, people were looking to you because there was a lot of like ignorance, not in a negative sense, but just if you don't know something, that's the definition of ignorance. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So were you met with curiosity mm-hmm. more than pushback? Is that a fair way to say it? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, I think curiosity was definitely large, but it was, I was curious too. I was like, right. where are you guys coming from? Um, because it was all I'd ever known and they had all they've ever known. So it was just, right. yeah, it was. I remember that being one of the questions, you know, we talked about a little bit of like, you know, you, you kind of start asking those questions. I think everyone at some point um, in your faith, you kind of ask that question like, well, what if I would have grown up, you know, here, right. would I have believed what, mm-hmm. you know, I was brought up in only because I was brought up in it. And um, I know like, you know, as you, you'll go through it and talk about your four years there at SIG because you guys did graduate from there and um, had a really great experience. But like, was there a time, um, I don't know, I guess what your initial reaction of interacting as you talked about that interacting with um, other worldviews, kind of other cultures, um, you said you were curious. Was there a point where you felt like, um, I don't know, like that you had to do more to talk about your faith or do you felt like it was just something that you were just curious and wanted to get to know them as people? I, I did have like a sense at the beginning where it was like, man, it just doesn't seem fair. Like I, I feel so grateful that I was raised in the faith that I was and had this big connection to it when I was young. And I was like, man, they, they don't have that yet. So that I did want to talk about it. Um, but I was more trying to just plant a seed rather than, um, hand them an entire mm-hmm. tree, you know, like, um, so I'd put it out there and they'd ask their questions or, um, you know, I went through hardships in high school and they'd wonder where's, where's it coming from? And I would, um, without a doubt say, oh, my faith, my faith is what gets me through moments like these. And they'd be like, oh, okay. So I, I did um, want to tell them a lot about what was going on, but I also wanted to be a listener in that position. I wanted to make sure it wasn't just me up on a pedestal. And um, it was really great because we would compare like, oh, this is something, a tradition that you hold. And I'm like, oh, I'll tell you about my tradition I hold. And we found many similarities Mm. between each other. It was just... um, little details that made the difference and you're probably fascinated by a lot of them like you're interested like once you start becoming connected with a person you see them not just based upon um something that you've kind of know them as but as an actual person that you've Mm -hmm. had you know experiences with and you're like oh I know a little bit more about, you know, this person, I'd like to know more about what makes them, what they believe, what they believe about the world or their worldview, um, for sure. And so, um, as you were talking about, I think it's interesting. I'm curious if this is the case you were talking about, they would ask you questions. Did they expect that you were supposed to know the answer to everything about Christianity? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You were the expert because they you were the Christian. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the representative. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I had a, a world history class in which, um, we actually, dove deeper into the different religions in a classroom setting. And, um, we'd be discussing, you know, Taoism, Buddhism, um, 
but then we somebody would bring up like Hinduism and they they look to the girl in the corner and they'd be like, is that right? <laughs> She'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, but then then Christianity comes up and they'd be like, is that is that what you think too? Oh, okay. And, and I was yeah, I was like, I um, I know a, like I read my Bible. I know a lot about my faith, but it's a really big book. You guys, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah, there's 66 books inside that yes. one book. Yeah. Well, in that case, so to be fair, they were looking to each person kind of representing someone's were. Islam background. And so they would look to them. And, and uh, so that was, but you got to be the elected uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Christian. Yeah. One girl walks up and she goes, what's that one? It's like John three. Is it John three fourteen or is it? <laughs> I said, John three sixteen. I'm like, that That's one. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, in some happens. ways it sounds fun, but I mean, yeah. It, it is. It, it, it is in some ways uh, because otherwise you, you you don't get to be an expert at a lot of things when mm-hmm. people consult. So what 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 kind of what kind of questions? You said there were questions about Adam and Eve, or what, were most of the questions factual, or were they uh, like, you know, is it John three fourteen versus John three sixteen, <laughs> or what kind of questions do you get that felt substantive that seemed the most common? Mm. There was one question. Uh, freshman year I was I remember it vividly because I my brain went to panic mode <laughs> after I heard it and I heard it many times later it was why are all um, sins the same like why is I don't know someone um, put up for treason or murder the same as an adulterer and things like um, the whole heaven and hell type right. balance and I think that's um, a big portion of that is we're all teenagers and we're always wondering what we can get away with. <laughs> and, right. It's um, an honest <laughs> phrase it's, it's right there. very honest. Thank you, know? you for saying it. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've always suspected it. But, uh. <laughs> and um, that when they ask me questions that sometimes I struggle with, it, it worries me because it's like, I want to give you the best answer, <clears throat> but I need to do more research and I need to, I need to get back to you later on that one. Um, but at the time that I was first asked that question, um, I was sitting next to, um, one of my limited other Christian friends, he's of Lutheran background and he explained, it's like all sins are sins. And he, he took care of the situation very well, Uh, but, um, I, I went and prepared because I would hear that throughout high school later on. And yeah, I really didn't expect that one. But I got the factual ones every now and then, okay. especially when it came to reading literature um, where <laughs> biblical things are tied in all the time. Right. Yeah. Did you feel like that was a lot of pressure? Like, I mean, was there a point where you felt like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this or be here because of that specifically, like the way that you felt um, in a sense kind of not targeted in a negative way, but like kind of um and I called out in different ways for mm-hmm. your faith. Do you feel like that was something that added more pressure to you specifically for just being um, in school? And did you ever feel like you didn't want to keep staying there? Definitely. Um, I thought about leaving because it's, I was there for academics. Um, we don't have sports at Signature. It's you go there if you want to be a little nerdy and you want to get in those textbooks. <laughs> and if this was just another thing that was adding to it. Yeah. And I would come home just feeling drained. Mm. Um, but I, I actually, 
I found towards the end of freshman year that there was actually a Bible study um, club that nobody ever talked about <laughs> in, at SIG. And they like met around lunchtime and it was always like in different locations. I was like incognito Bible study. <laughs> it's like underground church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like underground church. Um, and when I, I talked to them and they're, they, it was led by juniors and seniors at the time. It's like, they made it all the way through and this is how they did it. Right. I was like, okay, like it, it's worth staying here if you can do it. And then I led the Bible study the next year. So, Oh, you ended up leading yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, good for you. That's, uh, so you did have a, obviously you had a turnaround and then, and, mm-hmm. and at, at that point, did it become something you pursued with a little bit more energy and it became mm-hmm. even possibly fun uh, to go about this stuff or I it, think so. was it four years worth of, Oh gosh, if they asked me that question about the sin thing <laughs> one more time. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't hyped every time I heard that question okay. <laughs> by any means, <laughs> right. but I do think I had a lot more energy and I was, um, <laughs> more like, fulfilled when people were like, um, looked at me like, Oh, she's the nice girl. And they were, they were putting, um, good adjectives next to, um, Oh, that's the Christian girl. Or like, she's, she's also the nice one. She's also the, the one that will listen to you. And it, it was more fulfilling as time went on. Definitely. Oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Yeah. And, and that had me curious, like, it sounds like most people in that environment, because they were also representing their own traditions and backgrounds, mm-hmm. Uh, but did you have anyone, you know, name names, obviously, but, but <laughs> that were possibly, this can come out of kind of an atheist background or something like that, who were maybe aggressively negative, mm-hmm. uh, or, or a little bit more that way. Did you encounter yeah. much of that? There's, um, <coughs> there was a lot of, um, a lot of individuals that just believed, you know, um, what you would hate it, Brett, that science can't be in religion. Um, and I would hate that. Yeah, yeah. That um, so good. They they were pretty negative. And it was interesting because their families would be of a background, um, like of a Sikh background, Hinduism, um, Islamic background, and they'd be like, "No, I'm agnostic." Um, and so they would do their traditions, but they weren't really about it. And they would kind of put that on me. They're like, we know your parents are Christian, but like, are you as well? So they were just trying. Oh, okay. They were testing to see they were if testing you had an authentic s- faith that yeah. was your own. Yeah. yeah. Because they, um, they kind of lacked a little bit of authenticity and were trying to push and see like, did she come to this conclusion on her own or is she just following what she thinks right. she should be following? Yeah. So I, when I came across those, it's like, I just... I made sure the best I could. It's like, yeah, I promise I'm being authentic. You know, if my dad's not at church with me, I'll go by myself. And um, then they they would step back. And I I was still, everyone was friendly towards one another. It was definitely a community-based school. Yeah. How do you feel like for you that you feel like maybe from the beginning to even where you are now, how your personal worldview has changed a little bit? I, I I hate tooting my own horn by any means, but I I love that I'm more res- I'm respectful of all these differences that I never knew about. Um, I I think of one individual. I walk into her household. Her mom's always at the front door, um, going to give me some 
southern Indian dish that's too spicy and I pretend to eat it um, <laughs> because I can't do it. And I go to her closet. Abby's cracking up off, to off camera yeah. right now. I'll eat, well, that all by itself is actually skill. You pretend I'll eat to eat it. it. Because, well, it's like some pieces are cheese, but then other ones will be hot peppers and you don't know which one's which. So, okay. yeah. Surprise. And then I'll go and upstairs and help her um, pick an outfit, and but her whole closet's full of saris and um when I'm in that experience, um, it used to feel extremely foreign, but now I'm like, her home is just like my home. Like, I feel like I belong there the same. And, um, to feel comforter, com- not comfort, comfortable mm-hmm. in something that was once so foreign is, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think it, it would be very easy. And I think a lot of times, um, I think it's so great that you guys kind of had this experience at an age where you still had a lot of people around you surrounding you, because I mm-hmm. think as Brett mentioned earlier, a lot of, um, uh, of people go through that when they go off to college and you're kind of surrounded by all these different people and you don't have your same kind of, um, group around you that you've had, or even your support group around you, whether that's your family, your friends or your church. Um, and it would be, it's very easy to go in and try to change other people right mm-hmm. away because you feel like I know something that you don't, or they know something that I don't and they're trying to change. And it seems like you kind of maybe went from that to more of like, I want to get to know more about you and let's interact and, and, and respect each other in a lot of different ways. Definitely. It's, it's a balance. That's like something I was constantly telling myself. It's like, I, I want to tell them so much, but I, I don't want to be like putting things down their throat. I want it to, I want to build, um, up a friendship first and have this solid foundation before I, I dive deeper. And it, it hurt me at first cause I wanted to take them all to church with me. I'm <laughs> like, let's get a minivan. Let's just everybody hop in. Um, but I think by going this route instead where it was, um, understanding it, it felt a little better to guide them on that path slowly than all at once. It sounds like it did, but uh, sometimes when people are exposed to uh, a lot of different ideas, it could dilute their own faith. I mean, they'll still have it, but they'll kind Mm of make it where it's as as similar to everything else. Is there a way in which, you know, the the Christian faith itself was actually enriched for you through that Mm -hmm. process? Yeah, um... I was worried about that whole diluting thing for myself for a while because if I said if I if I put myself in the position with um, other faiths for too long and I'm not expressing myself, then I'm not growing. So I would always come back and my my core group was um, a Christian young women that um, they were the people I'd go th- through with the most problems before I stepped out into that outer world. Um, but when I was out there, um, talking to all these culturals, religions and such, I did feel enriched and it came from, um, every time that I had to dig into the Bible to find the answer to that question they were asking, because then I'd be looking for their answer and I'd be like, Oh yeah, that, that clicks. That's definitely, now I know how I feel about it and now I know how I'm going to express it. Um, so yeah, I do think it, it was enriching in the end and did not see that coming by any means. Cause I thought, man, this is just going to put me down, but it built me up. How would you coach 
someone, uh, you know, is coming up kind of through the same, taking the same route that you did, mm-hmm. that you wish somebody would have maybe pulled you aside and give you a little advice. What it's, would your advice be? It's to not be, um, not be, feel like you're, you have to be the hero all the time. Hmm. Um, when I, you really had to understand that I couldn't answer every single question and I, um, I need to take time for myself and, um, just breathe (laughs) because you can, I can get so overwhelmed by taking in everything that I'm not, um, just reevaluating and church every Sunday is a fantastic way to do it, to start your school week, um, at church and worshiping and understanding, okay, this is, I need to, whatever I take in here is going to be my strength for the rest of the school week. And yeah, I think it's really just to reevaluate all the time. Where am I? Am I growing or am I staying stagnant? Yeah. And I, and I heard you say just maybe not in this specific words, but I've heard you say kind of throughout everything you've talked about is you always had community. You always had other people that you mm-hmm. were connecting with. And I know you and your sister are close as well. And so just being able to have community of people around you, it sounds like, um, was very helpful to, to kind of stay strong in that. Right. And I mean, mm-hmm. and to be able to continue on, um, learning yourself, but also not just learning, um, just to answer questions, but learning to grow. And so you can be more confident, um, mm-hmm. when those things come up. Yeah. It's something that really sticks with me. Um, I think Brett said it in a message around March. Yeah. She's got the Call date. Out. Could have, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be the challenge. Can yeah. anyone else do that in yeah. our world? The date. Yeah. yeah he's like, nah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You said it's like you can love someone deeply, but you can disagree with them profoundly. And, and I that did. is the actual That was really quote. good. Yeah. 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 You did. That's right. Mm-hmm. Remember? Hey, an uh, impact, Brett. Mic drop. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. Podcast is over right now. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, Keep to be going. fair, I thought about that one a lot. I did. I'm glad somebody I, I love it. it. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, because it's like that community, I, I love them all sincerely. And, um, you know, even though they don't celebrate Christmas, I was getting them Christmas gifts anyways. And, right. um, <laughs> they probably thought, hey, we probably should. This is a great Christmas. thing. What a great thing. holiday. Um, no, it was kind of funny. It was yeah. like um, one girl was like, maybe we should start Hindu miss. <laughs> don't really know if that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so that that community, it's like it's their lifelong friends for sure that I created. Um and I think that also came from we were doing difficult schoolwork and I really needed a buddy to help me study. And I really um, I needed s- someone to just have a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. And no matter um, where they came from, they were down to that human level. They would be there. Yeah. And for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, there's so much good stuff in here. And I love hearing. I don't know. I mean, I always love hanging out with you regardless, but I love being able more people to be able to hear more of, of this conversation and this story. And, and ultimately, um, I love that you've kind of said too that, um, some of the stuff that you've learned along the way, you kind of had to go through it to learn it. I mean, mm-hmm. you had to kind of go through some of those conversations and some of those, um, downtimes to get to the point where you're like, okay, I want to keep doing this and I want to keep, and I know that, um, 
for you and your sister both, I mean, I'm, I'm going to brag on you guys a little bit. Um, <laughs> you guys did finish signature school and both have received full ride scholarships to college, which mm-hmm. is amazing um, to know. Uh, well, yeah. You know, you're going to college, <laughs> yeah, and um, and and to the point where saying that you start out with kind of struggling, do I want to keep doing this? To the point where you finish, to the point where you're saying, "Hey, I'm being noticed for the work that I've done um, in the community that I've created." Because I know your scholarship specifically kind of hinged on who, the kind of person you are and the way you are mm-hmm. around people, um, and that's amazing to be able to share. And I want to make sure everyone knows that. So. <laughs> I think it was a great call. Thanks you. To be that way. Mm-hmm. I it, did have to write. Um, an essay kind of similar to this topic um, to be qualified for the scholarship, which I got. They were um, asking about how I've experienced diversity, and it's, it is it is kind of unique to have before that college, because college, I think, is when it hits for most. Um, but I was like, yeah, I have. I, I feel like I have really dug into different things um, as a high schooler, and I'm pretty excited for college. I feel, um, I feel strengthened. I know college is a, a scary time for most because there's those movies out there that like professors are really going to try to just knock you mm-hmm. down and, um, try to make you question everything that you believe. Right. But if, if I could find a community, um, of Christian people in the school that I was at, I'm pretty sure I can find a community there as well. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, that would be a first priority. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I think what's, what we're hoping to get across and going back to the series and just like you did encounter that at high school, which is a little unusual, but mm-hmm. I think that will only increase though. I don't think it's just going to oh, stay yeah. at the private schools. I think it's going to become more and more in public school and, and just being able to understand the whole worldview concept. Like you do have people who literally believe things all the way down to the roots that are fundamentally different from where you are. They're kind mm-hmm. of walking this parallel path. And a lot of us don't realize that. And and we can't just kind of dismiss it as, um, well, you're a foreigner and, and I'm not. And you got to learn. They are literally seeing the world in a different way. And uh, in learning what that actually is, is a very beneficial thing and helpful. And, and then you can treat them as mm-hmm. human beings and, and love them profoundly. But still, you, you don't have to agree with, because uh, they they probably are looking at the world in a way that is not accurate to it. And yeah. so, and that's okay. And, uh, and you can still celebrate Christmas, which is a great idea. <laughs> Definitely. That's a good call. I love that. Yeah. A, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's great that at the end of the day, when I'm having that um, conversation with someone that, as you said, disagrees towards the root of, of their being, just trying to switch it every now and then and being like, what do we agree on? And mm-hmm. what, like, um, we both, we both love our family. We both are searching for purpose and we're just finding our purposes in different directions. Yeah. And, um, it was conversation that really got me through at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't even know what else. Do you have anything else to add before we close up? Any other questions? We want to make sure we ask Grace while uh, she's here. Oh uh, 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 yeah. Put me on the spot. Did we, <laughs> did, if, we, if we covered everything, I, I, I would, I would ask, you know, are there, um, w- what are are there any other resources that mm. people might that might be good for uh, young people that find your find themselves in a similar kind of situation that helped you name just being part of a Bible study going to church doing things like that were there any, was there anything particular out there podcasts you listened to or books you read that were just helpful um 
I, I'm trying to think. I, I definitely leaned on Bible studies as my main form. I had um, Sarah's during the beginning of high school, and I was connected to um, one at a different church just because school friends were part of that one. Um, because it's you want to surround yourself with young people that are experiencing it at the same time. And when I had a Bible study in my school, what was really great about it is we were all going through the same thing because we all had those friends that were on the outskirts, but we were together and we weren't even of the the same denomination. Mm. And so then it's like, man, I'm, I'm still learning more. Like I, I'm sitting next to um, Lutheran, Methodist, Baptist, mm. ca- Catholic. And I'm like, I'm just never going to stop learning here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I, th- I, I think it was groups at the end, but I do know there are s- some fantastic books and resources out there for sure. And I would imagine if you're, when you're in a setting like that and you've, you have the different denominations, you guys figure out in a hurry what you all have in common. Yeah. Uh, like those differences probably go away. Uh, yeah. In, at in the, the end. Yeah. <laughs> in an environment like that, which is one of the beauties of it. That's, uh, that's why I have a passion for missions, just kind of throwing people into whether it's a Myanmar or Southeast Asia or someplace like that. You, you, um, your, your controversies that you have back in the States feel almost silly when you get in another environment where you're being challenged by Islam or Hinduism or some mm-hmm. other kind of thing. Um, the fact that you don't agree over music seems a little trite, <laughs> and a little silly. Uh, right. and I, did, I remember kind of blushing to myself when we were just trying to figure out how to communicate to Muslims. Mm-hmm. Uh, our differences that we had back in, in the States were just a little silly. It just kind of felt that way. So I imagine mm-hmm. you experienced a little bit of that kind of thing between the denominations. Like, let's get down to the essence of this deal. Yeah. That's what we're really talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we all just we read the book and we're like, that's yeah, right. Read the book. We yeah, agree on go. that one. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. For sure. So. Grace, thank you so much for coming on and yeah, sharing your experience. And um, I love it. I love being able to learn from you. Honestly, I know you're continuing to teach people, and I, I hope people continue to hear this conversation and, and it ignites maybe some new conversation for you. Maybe some questions of something you've been going through, and we'd love to process that with you. You can email us here at the podcast at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, we'd love to be just kind of in the know of what you're thinking um, when it comes to these. And again, we're going to invite everyone to the series um, called the Centered Series, and the dates again are October October 20th through December 1st. I should know that. Run. You right should know that head. as the communication. My job. Yeah. Yeah. We we're excited to be going through that um, as a church and we think we'll definitely be talking more about that and having more of these types of conversations. So Grace, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Anytime. Abby, thanks for joining us off the camera and microphone, yeah. but she's here. She was helping and supporting. So um, we appreciate you guys so much and we appreciate uh, the conversations we get to have. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the One Life Church Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and subscribe. That way you'll get an alert anytime there's a new episode. If there was something that you heard that you really want other people to know, share it out on social media. You can use the hashtag OLPodcast. To ask us a question here at the podcast, you can email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah Inman, and I produced this episode. Our music is produced by Micah Robertson and Ben Brock.